Welcome to the So That Got Me Thinking podcast. I am your host Nat and if you like exploring womanhood, motherhood, how we strive and fail, psychology and spirituality, then this is the place for you. A weekly podcast where we look at hints, tips, books, coaching, special guests to help us all grow together. Hello and welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host Nat and today we've got a really special guest. So we've got Claire Mathers who's passionate about helping other women have a wealthy, successful, happy life without burnout. Hi Claire, I'm so excited to get started on this and thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, I'm really excited. This is a, a love to be able to share with new audiences. So yeah, I'm really excited to be able to share my story. So tell us what you do, because my, the word that stood out for me was burnout and mm. wealthy. I'm like, oh, we all need some more of that. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how, what, what you're about, what all your coaching's about, how do you work and who do you work with, Claire? Um, right, so I um, work mainly with uh, women who are either entrepreneurs or business owners. I also work in the corporate sector as well, um, where I will go in and run um, wellbeing um, courses within the corporate sector. But I mainly work either one-to-one with entrepreneurs and business owners, or I also work in groups as well. Mm. Um, and my um, how I kind of got involved with this in the, in the avoiding burnout part of things is, I've been in coaching and mentoring for over 20 years um, and it started off in the corporate the corporate world years ago mm-hmm. um, and a very, very high pressured environment um, where I was a headhunter um, and I did that for eight years. For people at sort of senior levels um, and I basically started, I think then, so talking back maybe 13 years ago, I started to feel burnout then and uh, I moved more away from the front end things and started to actually coach other people um, on how to uh, find the right people for jobs and things like that. So that's kind of probably where my kind of coaching started to devolve into its own. Mm. Um, I had done management and coaching and studied that years and years ago uh, at uni, but uh, I didn't use it as much and probably until about 13 years ago. And uh, I was always in, somebody who was always, I've always kind of been pushing to the next level, was very competitive, very never happy with where I was, was always trying Mm. to get to the next level, whether that was in my career or when I went out and started my own first business, which was 13 years ago. So when I had my first daughter, who's now nearly 14 and I went back to the corporate career I just found that I just it's not what I wanted anymore and I just couldn't get that life work balance at all and uh, I thought you know I'm going to go and do something I really want to do and uh, I had actually always had this inner feeling of wanting to help people but also loved that instant feeling of making people feel better So I actually went and trained in beauty therapy and holistic therapy and went straight into setting up my own business within a year doing that. Um, And I'd done that for seven years, but I also became a beauty ambassador and trainer for a large um, skincare company as well. And I ended up working for them full time after leaving my, and selling on my beauty salon. So 
I did that for five years and uh, absolutely loved it. But I basically travelled the world all the time, which sounds amazing that you get to go it to all these does. places. It does. It yeah. does sound awful, Claire. It, just, <laughs> it does sound amazing. You know, yeah, I've seen some places like, um, you know, different places in Mexico and Johannesburg and um, France and all sorts of places um, that I got to travel to. But it it's really not started, cracked up to be. No, it's not. It really started to take over my life. And by this mm. point, I had two children. Um, and my husband works away a lot, so I'm at home a lot myself. So I found that this career that I had moved into to coaching and mentoring and helping other people set up their businesses within that skincare division was actually uh, very coming very detrimental to me yeah. um, and my health. And uh, my health, I ignored it for years, steadily got worse. I had horrific migraines. I had mm. IBS. I had bouts of depression, terrible bouts of anxiety, um, and picked up every bug, every cold, every flu that was going. And I just put this down to, oh, it'll be okay when I get to the next part and I'll take a break. Or it'll be okay, yes. you know, when I get to my next holiday. And, you know, you just keep putting it off and think, I'll relax in two weeks' time. <laughs> and it never happens. It just never happens. And I used to find... I would go on holidays, either with friends or us as a family, and I just couldn't relax. I just didn't know how. I didn't know how to switch off. I just was so used to going at 100 miles an hour. So maybe like a week into our holiday, I would become really ill, and it happened every time. Yeah. And it's just my body starting to slow down and think, what's going on here? And everything, my immune system overreacting. And uh, I lost count of the amount of holidays that were wasted because I was so ill. Um, so I then uh, kind of tried to move away from that business a bit. And I helped my my husband run one of his businesses. And then I became a director for that. And then I helped other people still continue to set up their own businesses. But I was still ill health. And I was still overworking, over-delivering, over-giving. And oh yeah, it, this it, all resonates. Yeah, it's just it's just if you're that type of person that is that is like that, that is um, ambitious, that is uh, always wants to do better for themselves and has mm -hmm. this drive in them, then you're going to be like that. You just it's just the way you operate. It's just the way you're kind of brought up and the belief systems that you've kind of put into your subconscious mind. And um, unfortunately, it finally led to D Day with me, which was. Um, the 13th of March three years ago and it was a week before I was moving into my dream house and I woke up with a bit of a sore throat and thought I don't feel too good at all within hours I really really went downhill and my husband took me to a &E, and I literally just got in the door and I started to suffocate completely and oh, wow. um, I had um, sepsis of the throat and oh, my gosh. that is just a sign of my body making me stop that yeah. was an absolute turn point for me I literally survived with you know a minute to be incubated or I wouldn't have been able to breathe so it was extremely scary it was extremely life-changing um I spent five days in intensive care um and it took me a long time to recover and it was basically burnout it was wow an extreme version of burnout. I'd actually probably been living in burnout 
stage when I look back for probably at least two years. Um, and just as we do as mums, wives, mm. women, business owners, we just keep going. Um, and wow, my body made me stop. Your body has always got a way of making you stop. Yes. Um, I, I love the saying that, you know, your body gives us whispers. We don't want to wait for it to kind of shout yeah. at you, which is kind yeah. of what your body was doing, I suppose. Claire. It was like was. enough. I, 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 what can I do to make it stop? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, we'll put her in intensive care. It sounds extreme, but mm-hmm. wow, that is some story. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and because I, I remember it all and I was semi-conscious throughout it all, and I could see within minutes that there was loads of surgeons round about me. There was, I was being given every kind of medication under the sun because they didn't know what was, ha- know what what was happening. Um, then I was transported to a specialist in another um, hospital, um, but basically put me in an ambulance and transferred me straight away. And I kind of remember all this. And I also remember my husband just looking absolutely terrified, mm. um, which still gets me emotional. It's... Um, to think how quick it happened um and uh, they you know they found out what it was and they managed to treat me but I unfortunately ended up with PTSD wow. um because it I kept reliving it and I kept choking in my sleep at night and it was it was just the trauma mm-hmm. of what I had went through yeah. and I think also the trauma of the realization that I did it to myself yes w- was the scary thing that and I w- that I ignored everything basically and it's so easy to go there isn't it to be like well I've done this to me and blame ourselves rather than think about okay how can I how can I look to the future and how can I change things yeah but when you get I think when you get to the stage and I see it so often now and I can see it in women way before they see it in themselves can you that's really interesting so you can like pinpoint it now yeah I can from just having a conversation with people in a general the way that they think, the words mm. they use, the language they use, um, the way that they're even act, you know, acting, the way that they're, they're sort of interacting with people and things like that, I can so easily spot it in people now way before they think it's even on the radar. So I do a lot of work now. Um, the reason I was able to turn it around for myself was I tried traditional different types of therapy. Um, and I even tried um, hypnosis. I tried loads of different things, but nothing helped me get over this trauma. Nothing helped me face up to it and let it go. I actually mm. felt that every time I was going for traditional therapy, it was almost like somebody scratching that wound again and taking mm. me back to that place and making me worse every week. Yeah. And um, I just couldn't see a way out of it. And an old uh, colleague who actually worked with me in one of my previous businesses I'd seen that she had been doing uh, this type of therapy which works on the subconscious mind. And so yeah. I approached her and I said, tell me a bit more about this. What is this? And she says, well, it's a therapy called RTT. And I was like, right, that, that means nothing to me. I don't know what that is. Mm. Um, I said, explain it to me in layman's terms. And she said, well, basically RTT is a rapid transformational therapy. And it's very different to traditional therapy because you're under a state of hypnotic trance Mm -hmm. and you are taken back in your life to areas that have caused your subconscious mind to change how it's operating. Yeah. Um, And actually, when I went for my first session with her, it was the the things that came up in, in regression therapy was just 
things that had really developed that overworking mindset for me and where it came from and why I strive to always be the best. And it was really Ooh. what I find in a lot of women is is a, a deep-seated um, feeling of just not feeling good enough at anything. Yeah. Um, and that was a total eye-opener to me and I could connect the dots as to why I was... I had been acting the way I was and why I had ignored the signs and why I thought that I had to be better than everyone else all the time and I had to push harder and work harder. And then that was such a release for me to realise that and realise my behaviour that I then went and trained in it. Wow. So um, it was just life-changing for me. And uh, I went and trained in it and I have never I've never looked back. I've added that as a tool to my coaching. Mm. And I've done a lot of um, work with women just concentrating on the well-being side of things. And it's now progressed into actually bringing in the wealth along with the well-being side of things as well in the past sort of year. So, so is the wealth, sorry Claire, I was just yeah. going to say, is the wealth linked to our feeling of not being good enough? Yes, it is. So wealth, I mean, a lot of people, when you say wealth, they automatically think financial. Um, mm-hmm. And they think, you know, it's their, what they're worth or what materialistic things they have and things like that. It's actually not. Wealth is well-being. It's the full circle. It's the the feeling of abundance in every area of your life. It's the feeling of peace. It's the feeling of um, feeling good enough. Um self-love, self-care. If you don't have all of those things and don't do all of those things, you will never have the financial wealth that many people are striving towards because generally I find people are putting up blocks um, that come from their childhood usually and belief systems that they've developed in their childhood that they don't even know is there or what their block is that's holding them back. What is like um, a block or a belief that's really common? Claire what does a lot of women or women that you work with have because I'm sure a lot of my audience will resonate with this yeah the main thing that the two main blocks that come up is um I'm not enough Mm -hmm. and the other one is that's not available to me okay that's a big big one so like someone else could have it but I couldn't yes it's okay for other people to have that you know be a millionaire for example or it's okay for other people to have a business that's turning over 50k a month but that will never be me Mm. that's not available to people like me so there's a big big block with people reaching a full embodied way of wealth in the belief systems being brought up with so Things like people would say to their children, and I still hear, you know, friends saying it, and I and I have to bite my lip and say, you shouldn't really be saying that. You know, <laughs> things like um, you know, say money doesn't grow in trees. Yeah, you know, you have to work so hard for everything that you have. You know, you can't have everything uh, at you once. Have everything you want. Yeah, you can't have everything that you want. All of these things we're all told these as children, and just because we're told them, we believe that they're true. And they sit there in the subconscious mind and no matter what actions you take to think that you are working towards your dream life or your wealth and prosperity that you want, these subconscious beliefs are there to stop you stretching out of your comfort zone. Mm. So they will keep sabotaging, basically, the work that you're doing. 
So I see so many women overworking, over delivering and giving away things for free just because they feel they're maybe not good enough. Yes. Um, you know, there is so much of that, particularly in the coaching industry, I see it an awful lot. And uh, I now basically coach people to to have a full all-rounded um, wealthy life, which includes their financial status, it includes their dreams, their goals, it includes their health, their well-being, their mental and physical wealth as well. So it's the whole sort of circle. And I basically say to them, you don't need to be working these crazy hours. You mm. just need to be doing it in the right way. Yeah. And uh, detaching from the outcome of the work that you do is a big, big block for a lot of women. They think they have to control it. Yes. Um, and and, and I know that in myself, I used to try and control the outcome of absolutely everything just because I thought, see, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. So I'll just do it. And then that, I know that it's going to happen. And I think that's a fear in itself, isn't it? That if, mm. you know, I need to know what's going to happen. So if I can pre-plan, if I can do you think what people are going to say about me about the situation then I've almost I'm one step ahead yeah mm -hmm. and that's that's really really common for women in business they always want to be that one step ahead or you know create something that they that's a, a safety net for them all the time and actually having true wealth is being able to be happy with what you have at that time, living in a mindful state, which basically means appreciating every moment and stop constantly thinking about the past or the future. Um, yeah. your, your past fears will run your future if you allow them to, but the, the power of the subconscious mind and the work that I do with the subconscious mind is you can retrain any of those beliefs. You yeah. They're only created through uh, neural pathways that have been created because you've been told that time and time and time again. You're not, mm -hmm. you can't earn this, you can't earn this, you can't earn this. Then you start to believe that. But if you, the, the good thing about the subconscious mind is it can't tell the difference between what's true and what's false. Yeah. So I do a lot of transformational recordings for women and it takes 21 days to retrain those patterns and retrain those beliefs so they will listen to that transformational recording for 21 days to create the new thought patterns and the new beliefs. And then it's up to them to continue that after it because their subconscious mind has changed, which means they will react differently, they will behave differently, and their outcome will be a lot more positive. Wow, Claire, this is like transformational stuff. This is so exciting. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you the question about, you know, was something happened in your life, this changed your right? set but I think I've I yeah. think you've totally answered that like I'm um and how how was that recovery for you after you obviously I know you were saying you went and you had trauma and then you went to a friend of yours who was who was doing RTT yeah. but is that is that still something you're very aware of in terms of your recovery is that I never want to push myself that far again yes. yeah um I now know the signs <clears throat> Mm -hmm. I um, I have just had 10, uh, 10 days off, um, but I was uh, launching a very large programme before that and I can very easily drop back in, if I'm not careful, to the overworking or I have a, this innate feeling of wanting to help people all the time. So if uh, somebody comes to me and uh, they, they want squeezed in, I, I still have to say to myself, no. Mm because that takes you that will take me over my limit of what I want to work that week and what's healthy for me to work that week so yeah. you have to be 
I have to be, and I say to all my clients, you have to set very clear boundaries. You yes. have to have boundaries with your work, boundaries with yourself, boundaries with yourself, your self-care, boundaries with uh, your family, your friends. You really need to set boundaries to stop that overwhelm and to stop that overload. And it will be a continual journey. Um, I'm very well now. I don't have any issues with my health whatsoever now. I get the odd migraine and that's a sign that I've maybe pushed myself too far. Mm-hmm. But um, in general, touch wood, since I went through that six-month intensive recovery, um, then I have not been ill since then. Wow, okay, that's amazing. Mm. I guess one of my questions, I wonder what you can answer this is, what, what do all women need to know, Claire? What they need to know is the harder that they work does not give them the productivity or help them reach their goals. Um, they, they don't need to work like that. They don't need to um, feel that they have to be working 24-7 to get the success that they want. Um, and you don't have to experience ill health and burnout either to have the success that you want. And I think that I find out a lot of women just don't think that that's a possibility. They don't, I mean, now I work um, maybe 20, 15 to 20 hours a week, very strict with my times. And that's one of the first things that I will do with women is getting to, you know, set their diary properly um, to actually have their clear working hours and to switch off after that and have plans for what they do after that. Because if they don't have plans, they will end They'll up. They'll fit something working. else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the one thing that they need to do, that they need to know basically is if you don't have your health and your well-being, you will never have your wealth. Mm. Wow. Okay, mm. where can people find out more about you and your programs and what you offer? Um, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Claire Mathers Coaching. Um, you can find me on my Facebook page or my personal profile, which is just Claire Mathers. Um, but if you put in at Claire Mathers Coaching, you'll find me on all platforms. And I will link, as always, all of Claire's details um, to the show notes of the podcast. So thank you. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much. I feel like I've lit lots. And yeah, your story is amazing. I just, yeah, a testament to what you, you know, what you believe and how that's overcome. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks. Thank you for having me because I feel it's something that really needs to be shared because there's more entrepreneurs now than there's ever been. Yeah. And um, but the, but I find that many of them are doing it wrongly. They're doing it the way that I did, trying to fit it into the nooks and crannies of their life. Um, oh, and I can after, resonate. Yeah, yeah. Where the burnout happens because you're trying to juggle every plate and not let anything go. Claire, I'm going to find out a lot more about um, your coaching. I think this is very exciting. Thank you so uh, much for being on it, and thank you everyone for listening. Really appreciate thank you very it. Thanks much, Natalie. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the podcast. If you did, please give us a review or share this podcast with a friend. And I will see you next week on the So That Got Me Thinking podcast.